All right. Um. Oh shit. Oh yeah, we're back. Okay. You ready? You wasn't ready. What's up, dude? How you doing? Uh, I'm chilling, man. Trying I, to get some of that, you know, that before show banter going. Yeah. It was yeah. a little bit easier because we used to be at, in a studio. Now we just sit down and this desk. Yeah, I feel good, though. I feel good. I feel like uh, super handsome, super charming, like usual, but I also feel a little taller. What did you eat for dinner last Thursday? Damn. If I had to guess, I'd say enchiladas. I feel like it was. You said if I had to guess, so. Well, I had enchiladas two times last week. Okay. Okay. I, I was going to say, ones. is that just like a a few times every week for you? No, I just had, I got green ones one day. They slapped. And then I had red ones the other day. I had less ingredients to work with and they, they were like a letdown. Uh, that's unfortunate. How'd you manage to do that? Oh, so you didn't, it wasn't like leftovers. No, I was like, I, I had a can okay. of red and okay. just enchilada remnant ingredients i got you dog i'm smelling you all right let's get it welcome to tea time a show that spotlights the growing and changing world of vintage and not only the clothes themselves but the stories and people behind them covering everything from reselling to sustainability this is the thriftcon podcast all right we are Back, back after a giant hiatus. Too long. Like a crazy hiatus. I went and listened to the last Quick Dig uh, last night just for like a little bit of reference. That was in like February? December 27th, 2021. 2020? 2020. I don't even know. What, December 27th was the last Quick Dig. Merry Christmas. Dude, crazy. Two days after Christmas and we were literally recapping all of 2020. So it was kind of funny. I, I listened to it just for a little second and it was just us recapping the the shitty 2020 that we had <laughs> the nothingness that we did we got some stuff off it was hey a guys, good time but we, we got did. a lot of chilling though dude you know i, I can't lie i can't lie i do reminisce i do reminisce <laughs> it's kind of nice it was fucking mellow man i don't want to be stuck in my house but i don't want to have to do a bunch of shit either all right yeah be doing too much man i need naps and shit all Come the time on. all right so so today it's, I mean, I guess we're kind of going to do the same thing right now since we haven't been here, haven't been audibly here in this space for a second. We, we figured we'd do a nice little recap and just catch you guys up. Yeah. Talk so about this year. Yeah. We did a whole entire year and didn't say a word about it on this. We we're talking a lot of other ways though. <laughs> yeah. First things first, people, <laughs> I guess, where are we at? Where are we at today? Just now, 15 minutes ago, an hour ago, we announced where are we at physically in this space? Oh, I thought you were talking like a mindset, more like big picture. Uh, we are, we're in the ThriftCon office. We upgraded the office in the calendar year 2021. This shit's crazy. You know, we set up a phone on a couple of different stools hanging on top of each other, makeshift so tripod, so we can't, still authentic. Can't, we can't show it around. <laughs> but yeah, we got a fancy new office. We bought podcast equipment. Look at that. What? Oh, my God. So we got a whole bunch of new fancy equipment, and we can record stuff whenever we want. We can just sit down and start talking about bullshit because you know we love to talk about bullshit. You love to hear myself talk. All right. So that was the first thing I wanted to get to is like, you know, where are we at? Why do we maybe sound a little bit different? If you're starting to see video of this, why does it look like we're in a different space? Because we're at the new office. That's why we used to be in the chicken restaurant closet thing that, that was, was our old office that yeah. was cool for a while but we upgraded we upgraded for sure and are paying for it we've been <laughs> we've been on a on a big break though we've been traveling a lot i think that has to do a lot with why we didn't well yeah so we didn't have a lot of money in 2020 that was a problem so like paying for that studio was kind of doofy um we were traveling trying to like make the money to then go do the stuff that we wanted to do so that was that was a roadblock, if you will. And um, what else? What else haven't we been doing this? Just because we've been busy. Are we uninspired? <laughs> because uh, I think because we were throwing a bunch of shows. We did 
shows back to back to back once we were kind of able to start doing stuff again. So essentially we were doing that. And then the first few months we were just traveling, trying to make those shows happen. Yeah. We were on the road a lot during we the spring were. and shit. That like month streak where we were like in Atlanta and Miami and like a third place all in the same month. Yeah. We were running out, uh, trying to get, get some shit, make some shit shake, you know Living what I mean? Living off of oatmeal in the, in the Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that instant oatmeal with the uh, the little coffee water. Yeah, instant oatmeal coffee water. That's a that's that's a bet. That's a life hack. That's a bet. Um, the other reason is you know we uh, we essentially felt at the beginning of the year and once we really started getting into doing more events, booking more events, and doing them at a larger scale. Uh, yeah, we just felt a bit overwhelmed overworked we were we were just doing a bunch of it and it was all for that and for the social media and to promote the events and so you know the podcast is really fun but doing these i mean quick digs a little bit easier but doing these these topic like heavy podcasts we would spend hours of yeah. research writing time and then you know actually having to record the podcast get into the studio a time that we can both do that then we got to edit the whole thing cut it, put it together. Ken does like the whole audio engineering. And so, yeah, it just, it kind of takes a lot. So yeah. we essentially just stepped away from that, let our, 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 you know, our membership run out at house of pod. And then we, we went and found ourselves some help. We did. We hired some people quote unquote. I mean, it's real hire, but you know, it's like, you know, the part-time intern type gig. Everybody's getting paid though. No unpaid labor over here. <laughs> None of that shit. None of, None I, of that I hated shit. that shit in college. So I, we just made, we both made sure that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, we have a amazing new writer who's going to help jump in and write some of this stuff and beef up our blog and our blog's going to help out with the podcast. So for people who don't like listening to us, they could read us. People who don't know how to read can listen to us. <laughs> uh, who, what's his name? His name What's is Brian. Name? Brian. Frederick. Brian Frederick. And he was a ThriftCon vendor too. The Vintage Bay at the underscore vintage underscore bay. Look his stuff up. He sells. He sold in Vegas with his wife. They had a great booth. He always crushes it. And yeah, he's a, he, he, we worked at, he was the editor, managing editor at the Westward, I think for the rooster. So we bought an rooster, ad in the rooster. rooster we yes. bought an ad in that magazine for an event that we were doing in Denver. He saw the ad and then decided he was going to vend. Cause he was the editor. So he had this yay or nay on like if that ad was going to go up or not. So he like said, yeah, that's a good ad. And then also I'm going to go Make sell some money that. there. <laughs> so we got, uh, Brian's on the team now, you know, he, he's still vending and still doing his, his resale thing and slanging vintage, but he is also now writing vintage. He's in the office one day a week with the squad. He's coming up with blog topics. He's getting stuff up. He's, he's writing podcast scripts and he might even be on the podcast as a co-host producer whatever i'd like him to be on it because he's he's a uh, more wise and older than both of us he was like living in the 80s really living in the 90s so yeah yep. that's definitely a, a plus for us because if you think about it so much of this stuff that we like, like wasn't even alive. I, I personally can't even it. remember. We have to like learn about it. I don't know if I've ever seen Michael Jordan play a basketball game. Well, I definitely have. That's how young <laughs> I feel like I am. I saw him on the Wizards, bro. That's all I had. The only memory of Michael Jordan I definitely is on the Wizards. watched Michael Jordan play basketball. But yeah, I feel you. I was absolutely super young. Um, I remember like Kobe a lot better. Yeah. Obviously grew up like felt like I simultaneously grew up at the same time as LeBron did. Um, so, yeah, I, those, are, those, those are, you know, much more prominent in my mind. So I feel you. Uh, um, who else do we have? We got, uh, you know, we have a, a, an intern, Hunter. That's a young kid. He is 18 years young. He's up in Boulder at school. He's doing a lot of video stuff for us, TikTok, stuff like that. He's a 2002, 2003 <laughs> That's baby. That's crazy. We got a cat. Cat is super dope. She is an amazing artist. She does these awesome, uh, like multimedia based uh, paintings, collages. Uh, she's, she's super dope. Great graphic designer as well. And so she's kind of helping us out in that department and moving us along. We got Olivia. Uh, Olivia is essentially what we need on a team. Great energy, huge ThriftCon fan. She she crushes it as far as like organization and kind of like helping everyone be where they need to be, when they need to be type of thing, uh, keeping us accountable. 
great, great person to have in that role. And then last but not least, our boy Forrest. Forrest was brought on. So before all this happened, before we got the intern team, um, we, we brought our, our boy Forrest on, who was also a ThriftCon vendor, but a friend before he was a vendor. Um, and yeah, Ken, can you speak to what, what Forrest is here and what Forrest does and helps us out with? So Forrest is here to help us manage like the events and, and talk to the vendors and just kind of like deal with on, on like a customer service side before the event. And then during the event, just kind of like putting out fires because, you know, we can't put on that many hats at every single moment of every single event. And also so, we're kind of assholes and Forrest yeah. is like the nicest dude. He's like, he's, pretty nice. he's like insanely nice, like the nicest dude in the world. And so he's a great person to have in that like customer relation role, uh, client relation role as far as like vendors go. Uh, he, he's perfect for that. And so has just been crushing that right now um, or the last few months. Uh, and so, yeah. to me what we, we've talked about our team now we've talked about why we haven't done this shit so now we have our new equipment we have our new office and studio what are we doing here what are we going to do with with tea time what's the plan for this new season it's a great question mario conti the third um well what we're trying to do is just do better do cooler stuff stuff that people actually like really want to listen to we want to teach people more as opposed to shouting out from a mountain about stuff that we think is cool we want to kind of take in what's cool and then teach on that subject because people you know people need to know more and people deserve to know more and people don't deserve to go out and find it on their own because everybody got lives and we don't got lives like that bro we can go do that it's a lot easier if you can just throw this shit on and learn about it while you you do your life. Yeah, live your life and we'll take care of the what is, you know, what's going on in the shit that you like. So, yeah, we just want to do better. We want this has the ability to, you know, take in live um, recordings of people, whether we're like Skyping with them or doing a phone call and it's all built in and it's not very tricky. They could also be sitting right here. We they have a couple be, other mics. Yeah, they could be sitting right here. So we want to have more people engaging with us on the podcast rather than just us two, you know, us two guys just talking about what we're talking about. But I know you guys have missed us. Yeah. I know you've missed us. But I think that's what the people want. The people want to hear it from the mouth of the thing. So whatever the thing is, we're going to go try and find the mouth that, that, that made it. And then we're going to stick that mouth around you guys so you can learn some like, shit. Learn it. Come yeah. on. Come on. Wrap it around your head and the mouth and then slobber knowledge on you. Boom, let's hit the ground running. What did we do first? Where did we start last year? So we started last year in Atlanta, which was supposed to be Miami, but was Atlanta. Um, and that was fucking a wild ride. A wild ride. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. So we went from... Atlanta seems like it was like a whole other year ago. Yeah. I can't believe Atlanta was still this year. And like, yeah, people are just badgering us to come back because it does feel like it was a minute, but... But it's kind of crazy. So in, in December of, of 2020... We did an event like a like almost like a free. It wasn't free. It was like a couple bucks to get in, but we were like so tripping about COVID, so many rules, all this shit. Like it was borderline illegal what we were doing. Not like we were endangering people, but like we really weren't supposed to be throwing events and shit. So we had like a couple hundred people show up to this thing just to say, "Hey, that's the end of the year. That's what we did." And then you know, fast forward just like three months after that, we threw the biggest event that we've ever thrown. Still, I still, to this day. yeah, still to this day, um, it was what like over 8,000, 8,500 people. Yeah, it was like nearing on the side of 9,000. Which, for I mean, if you went to a different event, so like the Denver one this year, that was like 3,000 people because of COVID rules. Um, what's and, it called? And 3,000 spaced out shopping yeah. times, too. Houston was like 65 or 7,000 people. We'll talk about all these. We'll talk yeah. about all these. But, but was, Atlanta was, was the big. biggest. It was big. It was, it was quite large. Crazy. Quite large. So yeah, we, we literally hopped right in essentially is what, what Ken is trying to say. We went from 2020 
spaced out shows, basically not even being able to do them into Atlanta being like, yeah, you guys should wear masks, but you know, do whatever you want. Um, and so <laughs> they were, uh, they're, they were wild for that. Just letting us do that. But not, I, you know, it wasn't, I don't, I don't think, think they was, knew. I don't think they knew either. They, they were like, know. cause you know, after the show and like, it, it always is kind of like that. So with some of these venues, some of the venues are like big beefed up convention centers and like, have have too much of a fucking staff but then some of these venues we hit are these little mom and pop things where it's like the the six of them run this building and have been for 30 years and aren't ready for a thrift con type show because like we weren't ready for atlanta either the the part you know the parking lot was insane literally shut down we had to turn people away from the parking lot we locked the doors to the parking lot and that was after there was an hour long like line on the highway, 30 minutes to an hour on the highway just to get on the off ramp and turn into the parking lot. And then we had to just close that because it was getting too full. No one could get in or out. Um, there was like a giant traffic jam. Yachty came and literally shut shit down and his like big ass like Rolls like Rolls Royce truck parked right in the front. We parked him right in the front. He got out and like people were fucking losing their shit. He pulled up. Um, it was, it was, that was crazy. B.O.B. pulled up like a few rappers and people came and then they were just also stuck in the parking lot and pissed yeah, and I their managers are just calling us that like, was funny. like, yo, we're like, yeah, yeah, Yachty can't get out of the parking lot. And I'm like, I fucking bet. Yeah, dude, like, 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 Yachty, come get a hot like, dog. Yachty, like, yeah. yo, boat, come get a fucking, come get some popcorn. Does Yachty bro. have a jetpack? Cause that's the only way he's <laughs> That shit out, was dude. crazy. Uh, but he's, what are we supposed they, to do, but yeah. exactly right. Like we had no idea it was going to be like that. So we figured it out. Right. Um, and I think, you know, it just kind of like, what happened in Atlanta? Like, we really, we're still trying to figure that out. Like, is Atlanta just our best market? I don't know. I think there was a little bit of like, a, well, one thing was, you know, going from zero to 100, like no events, you know, even in Atlanta, like there, no one had like attempted that. People were still telling me like, I didn't know you could even, you know, do an event really. Like, and I was like, we were like a little bit outside of like the true proper Atlanta County thing. So whatever County Atlanta really is in, we were like right on the outside of that. So the rules were a little different. We didn't break any rules. We just followed the rules that we were given. Um, But people were like, damn, like, and they didn't know that venue existed they didn't know there was an event going on. Like people just kind of like heard about it. I think there was a big social media effect where people started seeing images and videos of what was going on and then just like hightailed it over there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like causing a little bit of a shit storm in the, like throughout the day. Yeah. And on Twitter and shit, people were either loving it or hating it. And that's like, that was like getting the conversation going. And I'm sure people were Man. like, you know, being weird and like taking pictures of little Yachty and like saying they were with him and all this shit. And then they're like friends wanted <laughs> with, to come. With, with my boy, my boy pulled up on me today. My boy pulled up on me. So <laughs> yeah, little Yachty came and saw it like 8,000 of his best friends. <laughs> so essentially that shit was crazy. And then what happens? We have the, the couple days after, literally the day after, just we we go viral on on Twitter or like a TikTok video that our our, our girl Emma uh, Emma Rogue she's awesome she's a, a thriftcon vendor she's a thriftcon homie she she when she worked at Depop we worked together and then now she owns a store called Rogue Garms in New York she's super dope but so she made a video just about like how much fun she had at thriftcon Atlanta and everybody hated it and it was well i mean literally it's so it actually got a lot of, like obviously on tiktok where she's crazy popping they were like fucking they loved it, it. and yeah. they got like it went off but then you know someone screen screen records it brings it over to twitter where it's like a different crowd and you know they obviously presented it to their crowd like under a different light and it just like caused this whole shit storm Everyone got on our case. We've, we, you know, we've talked about it. We've talked about this shit before. Um, so we don't really need to go into, but it, we, we essentially just now refer to that as just like this, like moment. It was just kind of so wild. We were just texting each other about it. Like, God, this is fucking like it, the shit had 15 million views on yeah. Twitter. Like it really went I off. I think it was legit trending. I don't know if it was legit trending. No, I don't think we ever got to that. Damn. Um, it would have been fun. Huh? There's some goofy shit that trends. I don't know why that didn't. I mean, trending, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you really, it's not just like one, I don't know. There was a lot of people talking about it, but I feel like to be 
trending on the page. Like, you yeah. got to be fucking going off. So we weren't there quite yet, but people had their opinions. Did they love it? Did they hate it? Are we the devil or are we cool? I don't know. Still don't know, but... Lasted for a week and life moved on. Yeah. So if that ever happens to you, that's that's most likely, that's what'll happen. Life, it'll happen, last for a week or two, and life will move on. Unless you, like... You know, if you like, you're raping people or something. Yeah, like, or like really argue about <laughs> it. Yeah, I feel like straight up evil, and you need to you go know, to jail. But then, then yeah, you know, different different scenario. But for us, and for for most of you, if like some shit like that goes off, like just just wait out the storm. Yeah, it's just set. It's just set before you even before they even know what who you are or whatever. So the next event after that, after the storm. Was Denver <laughs> after the shitstorm? <laughs> after the shitstorm was Denver, um, and that one was pretty much polar opposite um, to Atlanta because there was still all these rules that we had to follow. They introduced new rules. Denver was doing this color coded scale, so like every day I would go on this website and like see if we were red or yellow. Like purple was the one. God, we, COVID like, was, I was a wild like, time. Purple was the one I was waiting for, and we we got the purple like two weeks after the show, which meant that like you could basically throw whatever you wanted to throw and do whatever you wanted to do. But yeah, we were, purple never happened. We were in like yellow or whatever, either yellow or orange. It was yellow or orange, so we we could only let a certain amount of people in. It added up to like three thousand, and we let like a bundle of people in every two hours, and it worked really well. I think all the vendors liked it. Some of the vendors are still like really like that idea of like letting some people in at different times. We've debated that as a, as a model, but it's, it's just like a lot less fun. It's so much less fun. And I feel like it's, it's, it's potentially better and easier for the vendors to manage, which we get. Uh, but also I think it's from like, from a, a guest experience, it, it really is just, it's, it's not as fun. It, it feels a bit more, inaccessible like oh shit i wasn't i'm not in the know so now yeah. i can't attend till 3 p.m yeah you, know you want to be in the, sold you out be in the mix with all yeah. the people like you want to feel like you're involved and that just never happens if you have to split it out like that and it definitely from the event running side it was probably the easiest event we've ever done other than the other one that we did pretty much the same model we didn't really have to do anything we got to like shop more and hang out more but like at the end of the day, that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is to pro- provide an experience for other people, not to be less. And I want that shit to be crazy, bro. I want to be flying around and running to fucking this place and this place. And they're like vendors pulling me over to their fucking booth and this booth. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like leisurely walking around ThriftCon. That's not the vibe we're going for. We want that shit to be a fucking a party, a madhouse. Like, like, yo, it, it, and it kind of makes it good. Like, you know what I mean? Like. You're like, oh, it's overwhelming. Like, there's so much to look through or, like, it's hard to dig. There's all these other people. Like, fucking good, dude. Work for that shit a little bit, bro. Find, get out there. Get in the trenches and find this shit. Like, do some work for it. Like, it's, like, it, it's taking it, like, back to, like, what it should be. Like, like you can't just, like, click, click, click. Mm, I have my fit now. I got the drip I want. Like, yeah. fucking work for it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it feels more real when there's a bunch of people around. Yeah, man. I like that shit. So... Uh, so yeah, Denver, it, it was, you know, not to say like it wasn't a fun event. It wasn't a great event. We love all our events and that was what we had to do at that time, but can't wait to be back in Denver this, this next year and do it real big and proper. Like we've done these other cities now. And then, so after Denver, we had a little bit of a, a pretty decent gap because we still weren't in the cycle of like looking for shit and we were trying to find a city that would work. We went down to Houston, found a spot um, and, and chose pretty much like a, a real deal, like big ass venue to do Houston in because we were like, we don't want the same thing that happened in Atlanta to happen in Houston. So we need to find the spot with the biggest parking lot the most entry points, like the biggest foyer or whatever where people can stand. So we were just like really, really focused on like the guests pulling up and being able to like have a, you know, get in. Get in and out of the parking lot, (laughs) not have to wait an hour on a highway, all that shit. So yeah, we ended up landing at the NRG Center, which is right next to, you know, NRG Stadium and the Astrodome. So that was really cool. It was, it's kind of just like validating when you're at these like, 
bigger name spots, yeah. right? And you know, we're next to the the big ass football stadium and this this Houston landmark. So that was that was really cool to just be able to say that. You know, it's like I said, it's validating. It's a bit of a flex when we post about it. Um, and it's it's super expensive and annoying to work with those people. <laughs> yeah, they they it, not it, yeah. not the NRG specifically, just like the convention center type that, people. That like yeah. umbrella of people is like makes it a lot more expensive. So yeah, it was pretty expensive to do that show there for sure. And we were like nervous about it. I personally was because like when we had booked the show, they were like basically they said we could have I think they said we could have like twelve hundred people in there at a time. And like, we would have just lost our shirt. Like we would have lost tens of thousands of dollars if those like things had stayed in place and the vendors would have lost money. It just would have been a shame, but we just kind of like rolled the dice and said, you know, all this I, shit I'm was starting sure. to lift. Yeah. It was all li- starting to lift. We're in Texas too. So some places weren't even following these rules, but this place was co-owned by the city. So they were like super duper. And they the kind of like, like had told us like, yo, I'm, you know, I can, pretty confidently tell you like this shit won't be like this by the time your event is rolling um you know we ha- we're, we're taking it day by day but just like the whole vibe when we had visited in houston and talking to, to the people that we knew our vendors and people we knew that were boots on ground down there it was like this is gonna get you know these regulations are gonna get dropped by your date but um it was still you know <laughs> still a bit stressful in us jumping out on a, a it was a, a gamble limb, and then you know? the, i remember them they didn't even email me that like the restrictions had changed and you could just have a real event like i had to ask them i was like did anything change and they were like oh yeah oh it's it's totally all good like that <laughs> happened like 2 weeks ago and i was like what the fuck guys like come on like tell me this shit please yeah, yeah so but good news it changed and the event popped off the event popped <laughs> off we uh, it was Pretty much the the second uh, largest event to Atlanta, yeah. and then this was kind of the first, like the first time that we had, uh, we, we stepped up our build out a little bit. Yeah, we bought installations for our entryway, and we bought an installation for our like merchandise or or like little mini thrift con store that we pop up. Uh, at our events because those used to just be like a folding table and like some homies sitting there and it was like really ugly and it just looked like we weren't really doing it so we you know we invested in that and I think it looks great it continues to look great but one crazy thing about buying that stuff is it just adds a whole nother layer of like complications as far as the Houston was such a learning the event goes because they we got it made and designed and built in LA it got shipped to Houston once it was there, you know, we didn't have a forklift. I was like, oh, shit, I need a forklift to get this off the truck. So we had to, like, get a forklift, like, immediately to even get it off the truck, got the forklift. Then I was like, well, do we want to forklift this shit home? Like, how do we get this shit home? We don't have a truck. We don't have any of this set up. We didn't really know what it, how big it was going to be because it was such a quick turnaround. <clears throat> so we basically got all this stuff and then spent, like, an hour and a half or two hours trying to figure out how to pile it into a 26 foot U-Haul, which is like, was a nightmare, super, not the way to do it. At the end of the day, after a 14 hour day, waking up at 3am, like, and then all the boys are just like taking these fucking dumbass Oritos stands apart and like trying to fit them in this. That was a nightmare. Yeah. So we, we also had Haritos was sponsoring, like giving out sodas and stuff. So we made them a little booth and um, those fucking, the booths that we made didn't fit in the U-Haul at all. Like they were eight by eight and the U-Haul door was like seven, nine by seven, ten. It it sucks so much. We were like so close, but it wasn't there. We had to like take it apart and just like, just lop it in there. And they had like shut the AC off. It was hot in there. I was like back up in like the U-Haul and like, I haven't sweat that hard that that was the most I sweat the whole year. Maybe not even as like when oh, we went yeah. to that spot. We did a we did an event in Houston in July. So <laughs> loading the vendors in five a.m. It's like ninety degrees already and humid, and you, like people were like dripping sweat at uh, actual five a.m. Like the sun wasn't even up, and it was unbearably hot. So it was it was unbearably hot pretty much the whole day. When uh, unless once they closed the doors, it got nice in there. Yeah, yeah. And they turned the AC on, but as soon as that five o'clock, they opened up the doors and turned off the AC, and it was like back to Crazy. back to the shit. We had like no it. water. Yeah, everyone's just sweating. It was so fucking funny. It was gnarly. But so we we packed that big ass U-Haul up. 
with everything packed really poorly and drove that shit all the way home. Just drove it. Just drove it home. Mars and I just like eating beef jerky and bubble gum and shit. <laughs> and, uh, the worst drive too, like through like Oklahoma yeah, it was and really Kansas and stuff. Really ugly and sad and hot. Oh, and man. we ate like Texas Roadhouse for dinner, and it was just like, it was a, it was a real like U.S. U.S. Nice American trip. Yeah, nice you know? trip. Through nice America. American road trip. Thriftcom Philly comes along Labor Day, right? Is that the one? Or is it uh, yeah. Labor Day? Yeah, so Labor Day is TC Philly. And is it, um, that was is the it first. Labor Day or Memorial Day? Memorial's the beginning. Labor yeah. Day's the yeah. end. I, yep. 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 I always get those mixed up. Yep. But so that was the first event that we actually had to ship the stuff out from Denver to another city. And you know the supply chain's like really fucked up right now. <laughs> so like that cost a bazillion dollars. Didn't to get drive it, out it there. though. Worth every penny. Not driving a U-Haul with all this shit ever again. Worth yeah, no. every penny. Put it in a real semi. We figured it all out. But um, we also introduced like a decorator into the equation of like when we're setting up. So like up until this year on Labor Day, we had been marking every single booth ourselves and like not being very you know we're not professionals at this shit, but Come to find out, there's companies that specialize in this craft, and they uh, they know, will do that shit for you. So no one teaches you this stuff. There's no throw a convention school. Yeah, no, there is not. You know, yeah, it's weird, dude. He just like, like you just assume like, all right, I guess I'll just do all this shit myself. But we hired a really nice decorator. She was a sweetheart. Her name was Patty, and uh, she had a yeah. great team, and they fucking. You know, they did the booths and we didn't have to do that. That was sick. So then all of a sudden our load-in turned, like our Saturday load-in turned from, uh, what, like like a nine-hour day into like a two-hour day. Yeah, and it was it's pretty awesome. sick. It's pretty, pretty fucking awesome. And for Philly, uh, Whatnot came on board. Shout out to Whatnot. Oh! Yeah, no, shout out to Whatnot, honestly. Uh, super stoked to have them on board. Whatnot is a live stream shopping platform uh, based in L.A., they crush it. It's essentially like shopping on Instagram live, but it's an app that's built for that shit, right? Like, you know, buying things on there is way easier. You buy it right in app. It gets shipped to you. The app, the tracking's all right there. It's secure. You really can't get fucked over by some dumbass on Instagram live just stealing your money or something. It's the way to go. They are killing it in all these other categories too. It's not just vintage. There's sneakers. There's Pokemon cards. There's resale shit. Uh, you know, Supreme and all that. There is a ton of stuff on there. It's a great app. And so they came on board to be a sponsor for the actual events, like a partner with us for the events. And we're doing, you know, these virtual thrift cons with them as well, live on their app. Uh, and so that was sick. That was great. Like we're finally, you know, we, we'd been working so hard to to kind of get, kind of just get the ear and the eyes of, of one of these larger brands and, and get them to understand like, yo, we, uh, you know, we have something huge here and this is building and that we want to grow with you guys and whatnot stepped up to the plate in a big way. Yeah. They're, and, and, and it's been great. They're at the perfect point in their, like their story as well, because they're not like, they're not a household name yet, but they, you know, they have, they have everything set. They're kind of, with the with the exception of how much funding they have, like they're kind of at the same point as us, like growing something, but not, you know, a household name yet. So we don't have to like, you know, if it was if it was like a partnership with like an eBay or something, you got to go through like all these hoops and they're owned by someone and there's, you know, executives and all this shit. But like whatnot is like a small company. It's there's like a startup a, married to a startup. Yeah, there's a couple like under 100 people who work there. And, uh, yeah, we just feel like we're kind of on the same page, even though we only have seven people. But it, it, as far as an ideal path that could merge, it, it was a great path. It's amazing. So they came in, and they are doing live auctions at the show. They have a whole area. They're giving away totes. They're talking to people about the app. Uh, we're going to do some even cooler stuff with them in L.A. Essentially, they just came in and crushed it sponsor side of things for for the first time for us like we you know like we said we had haritos we definitely did depop before but we didn't have someone that had their own real space and owned space like that yeah and and really kind of like you know felt like a partner instead of just hey yeah let's do this put our logo on the flyer talk to you in a month like we'll be there 
Yeah. It's like we, you know, we're, 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 we're working with them to, to build this stuff and to make the event cooler and to make these virtual turf con, uh, the virtual turf cons cooler and, and really kind of, you know, pull some people over to their app. Cause we believe in it too. And it, it, it's, it's a sweet thing. Like we wouldn't, we don't, we don't, we don't work with anybody that we don't fuck with things that we don't think make sense for the thrift con customer vendor, whatever, you know, if we're putting our stamp of approval on it, we, uh, we mean that. There were some woes, I feel like, for Philly, though. It was kind of like we were, we were on a high, a big, big-time high. And there was, a, like, Philly wasn't the biggest event we've ever done by any means. Um, it was just kind of like a, a little bit of, like, reckoning with reality that we can't just do whatever the fuck we want. Um, there was a hurricane. <laughs> there was the, a hurricane the on week On the of. Wednesday before. So we landed on, like, Thursday, and, like, the whole, like, world was flooded. Like, people's whole entire houses were underwater. Some people didn't even think ThriftCon was happening. Yeah, they were they like, were is the event still that. happening? And we're like, no, it's good. The building next door flooded. The yeah. one literally next to our venue flooded. Uh, there was Made in America happening in downtown Philadelphia. So that fucked up traffic. What Originally, when we looked at the venue, what was a... 25 35 minute drive instantly changed to like an hour and 20 minute drive hour and 30 minute drive so that, that shit was crazy and made in america is cool but man does it fuck that city up fucks that city up man it's, it's crazy crazy it really shuts it down because it's right in the middle which is tight there's not a lot of festivals like that it's right in the middle though it's like dead in the center of downtown philadelphia like right in the cool part like where you know where tourists want to go and stuff yeah and then on top of all that it was like actually labor day like it was labor day sunday labor day was the next day so people were like probably out at the beach with their parents or like you know doing do, i don't know doing labor day shit like they or just was, traveling it's like the last last weekend of summer sometimes yeah. for people so a lot of people just get out of town too yeah i don't know and you know like you said can't just pull up everywhere and sell 10,000 tickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. So, uh, you know, Try as you will might. we be back to Philly? Maybe. Maybe not. Big, we don't know. It's a big maybe. It's a big maybe. We'll be back to the East Coast, like, for sure. But Philly might be a minute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't fuck with the little buttons. Um, and then after that, we went to, after Philly, we went to Vegas. And so it was a that super was quick recent. Tur- that was a quick turnaround, too, from like, uh, what I mean, honestly, just like with the shipping and the, and the traveling and all that shit, it literally felt like, I don't know, three weeks, basically. It's kind of tight, though. You know, um, I like that. It, it sucks, but also it's like, it's just like a nice fucking, I don't know. You don't get to think about it too much. It's definitely like stressful, but at the same time, it's just like you, you can kind of just get in the mix a little bit, right? Like yeah. it, it really was like, you know, it was it was so fast that all of a sudden it was like, damn, we leave for Vegas in like two days. Like Thriftcon Vegas is this weekend. Like that's fucking wild. Yeah, it was wild, honestly. And I I mean, there was some stuff that I feel like I could have done better. This, yeah, we, we almost I was going to say, that being said, like, yeah, I am happy to have like a bit of a run-up. Yeah, the run-up's better. I feel like it, it just centers us a little bit more, but that's okay. I mean, we didn't fuck up anything major. The, the supply chain almost fucked us up. Like we shipped out our entire show, including the installations, like a full semi-truck worth of stuff. And um, it got picked up in Denver on Monday, and it was supposed to be in Vegas on Thursday. And uh, it got picked up in Denver, and it just stayed in Denver until Thursday. Like, literally just never left. And then I had to call them up, arrange this whole thing to get a, a dedicated trailer, one truck, to go from Denver to Vegas overnight. And then they, like... Yeah, like they changed the tracking number and didn't tell me. So I was giving them a tracking number that wasn't the stuff. And it was like really, really fucked up. I was tripping. Like I was like, how do we even do this event without like literally all of our supplies? We have the vendors. They're going to bring their stuff. But like, and we had the vendor packets. That's all we had. Ticketing, all of that shit. It would have been such a nightmare. Everything was in there. No merch. Everybody who ordered a tote would have online would have just not gotten it. Like, Sorry, my bad. Uh, supply chain issues. So that was a, almost a mess. But then it just like showed up on Friday afternoon. And I was like, oh, God. He's it like, happened. No, we actually, do, we just got it. And I was like, what the fuck? It happened. It arrived. And then the show 
really popped off. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so much easier to talk about Vegas, right? Cause like it was a couple weeks ago. I feel like yeah. all these other ones were talking about, you know, so long ago, but yeah, like Vegas was crazy. The, it, it feels like the biggest line we've had. I don't know why it feels like everybody showed up all at once. Yeah, I think everybody showed up at one time. Like, it was kind of like, it wasn't the biggest show, right? So like, even I think Houston was a little bit bigger than just Vegas. Like slightly. Slightly. Like a couple hundred. And then Atlanta was like still the biggest. Um, but as far as like the line, and it might've just been like the way it had to flow, whatever. Shaped. I don't know. It was just, <clears throat> it was so nuts. This line, it was crazy. Um, and, and, and thank you to anybody who waited in it. I, you know, I feel like we ended up figuring it out and we got that first wave in as, as quick as possible. I think 15 to 20, 25 minutes was maybe the longest people waited in it. So that's not too terrible. No. Nah. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see. Always love seeing that shit and everyone got in and was pumped. And then, the vendors just got smacked. Bro, it was so hectic in there for a minute. Like, I guess I never walked around in Vegas, in uh, in Atlanta because I never just, like, I never left the front door because the front door never stopped. But when I, I got, we, you know, we, we hired some people to help us out so we don't have to just stand at the front door regardless of how many people show up. But, um, man, like, I, in the, in the back section, we had these big ass aisles in the front, but then in the back section section they were like five, ten feet less wide. And that back section, the the ten by tens, holy fuck, dude. Like that was crazy. We have vendors like on chairs, like six feet out of their booth, just like watching shit, like trying to like manage it, I guess. Whatever they were doing. It was crazy. They looked like auctioneers like standing on a thing and they were just like fifty. 20, 30. <laughs> and then like, just like had this like pouch of money and like people would come up to him. It was, it was crazy, but it, it, was. it had a vibe. I was like, wow. Like it, it felt, and we took a, we took up a smaller footprint than Houston. We had less vendors and like the same amount of people. So I would imagine that the vendor sales went a little bit better. And I know it was, it was just harder a little though. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I know it was like, that's difficult. And there's a lot of vendors, like there's some vendors day of coming up to us like, fuck, bro, I'm getting hammered. Like this shit's crazy. And, and it's like, it's not like they're upset. It's like two sides of the coin, right? It's, it's, this shit's crazy. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like I got a whole bunch of people in my booth, but it's also like, this shit's crazy, bro. I got a whole bunch of people in my booth. Yeah. I don't know if I can manage all of them. Yeah. It's kind of like, they're, they're like hitting me with like both emotions at the same time. And, and you know, I, we a hundred percent get it. We're, we're trying to, we, we hear that we feel it, you know, obviously it's a bit of a catch 22. Like you don't want less people at the event. We don't want less people at the event. Vendors don't want less people at the event. You know, we're all trying to, to, to make money off of it. We're all trying to get people there, get people together. Um, but at the same time, like we're going to do what we can moving forward for, for these next events this next year to uh, equip vendors a little bit better, whether that's with knowledge. And we've said this before, but really it just keeps getting better and better. We keep trying to double down on this give the vendors more resources. We're, we're, we're upping the passes. So now we're, we're including assistant passes moving forward now. So that's essentially like, here's your vendor passes. You still get the same amount of vendor passes, but now you get assistant passes, people who are there specifically to help you at your booth, help with setup, have, it's like another set of eyes really like we, you know, they're not security, um, but they are essentially kind of like loss prevention. If you, if you, so choose to put them in that role, which yeah, you should, which is because that's why be. we're, we're giving them to you. And so really, you know, we're, we're not dumb. We're not just giving them to you like, Oh, here's a freebie dog. Here's another pass. Like it's for a reason. So like it would be wise to use it. And we're going to give you all these other resources leading up to as well. But just a couple of easy tips, booth design, you don't have to let all these people in your booths, like keep a line, bro. If you got a popping booth and there's 15 people in the booth be like start start holding people off and keep you know a nice little line wrapping around your booth and then it's easier for people to shop they're gonna appreciate that and also just like looks like if you if you're walking through thriftcon and you see this one booth has like a line of like six people to get in it you're gonna be like oh shit they must what do they got they must have some heat like they must be doing something you know it people will get out quick like it's not like people aren't going to spend an hour in your booth. Like at the, at the, like if you really have some bangers maybe, but 
at the most, like people are in your booth for five to 10, 15 minutes because they know there's so much other shit there they got to see, right? So keep a line. It's going to be fine, right? People will get through it. Just, just disclaimer, the events aren't going to get smaller. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to fucking keep growing this bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's not your average flea market where you're sitting there drinking some brews, talking to a couple people every once in a while, throwing some prices out. Like this shit is a real life, like it's a convention and, and we get like numbers. Mo had Mo is one of our like really good friends in Denver. He had a hell of a night in Vegas. Um, I thought that would be funny to mention without throwing him so, under the bus. But so we don't yes. do anything crazy. We're not like party guys. Um, you know, we drink casually. We do drink, but we don't blackout drink or like go. We didn't go to Hakkasan or like some shit like that. Now we went to Taco um, Bell Cantina after yeah. the show. <laughs> and we don't gamble like, you know, we, we maybe gamble a hundred bucks. We don't gamble a thousand dollars. We don't gamble ten thousand like dollars. Some crazy shit like that. But um we do we did have a good time on Sunday night and uh our our buddy Mo basically had it set in his mind that he was gonna stay out all night. And uh he, he did without that. telling us either. <laughs> he like had this personal like, oh man, I'm gonna have, I'm like, like gonna gold. have this Vegas night. And like, he like had it in his mind before coming and just essentially he did <laughs> knew what, what he wanted bra- to do. He did what his brain told him he wanted to uh, do. Oh, he went out. So yeah, this man, oh my God, we, he's basically like, we, we all leave around. I mean, Mita and I left around one or two. Like, everyone kind of like seems to have made their way home around like three or so. And Mo, we were on the strip and Mo, He's like, oh, I'm basically made his way back to Fremont in search of a cheaper blackjack table. Yep. That's what um, he did. That was the the first move. And we we're like, that's a good move. That's a good move. Che- Fremont is where you're going to find the cheaper tables. Um, and he just wanted to kind of, you know, he didn't have, he hadn't gotten that itch out yet. You know what I mean? It yeah, was the he, last night he needed to, he, he still wanted some, uh, some time on the tables. And we were all done. So essentially like around like 7 a.m. Because, you know, we had to check out of the Airbnb at 11. Yeah. And we're all ha- we have a group chat every single time we do this staff. So then, um, you know, <laughs> we kind of all start checking in like in the morning, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. People are kind of texting each other in the group chat like who's up, like what time. I, like I think I texted we got to be out by 11. That's might maybe how it started. Like check out for the B&Bs at 11. Let everybody know when they got to get going. Get people moving. And Mo essentially hits us back like hasn't went to sleep, still at the table. He's like, I'm still at the tables. Somebody pack my shit. Y'all are going to have to maybe pick me up on the way to the airport. Grab, grab my iPad. Make sure you can just, I don't not worry about my clothes. Just somebody grab my iPad. Grab my iPad. When I basically is just bobbly as fuck. Like I, I'm still out here. Like get some shit. So we, we pack his shit and we're like, Hey, we're coming to get you. Where are you at? Just text us like a corn, a street corner, um, outside of one of these hotels in, in Fremont. And we pull up and the whole ride there. We're like, so many questions like is he gonna be up is he down like he's yeah. been out for literally like he's been up for over 20 almost like 36 hours this man has been awake. up awake awake and active too like active as fuck like a long day and he, we're like okay how is he not sleeping how is he not falling asleep at these tables is he is he up is, is he up big is he down big what's it gonna be and so yeah it was just like so much anticipation we pick him up and he's just pumped actually like i was like expecting you know he still had all the adrenaline running and shit so like he's like not tired he gets into the car like all excited and essentially is just like i had the perfect vegas night exactly what i wanted to do he like oh man this fucking guy he he spent time on tables with hawaii these hawaiian people older hawaiian people started calling him auntie and uncle they taught him how to gamble too like these were his people for hours these were his people like hugging him when he left and shit and then ends up not going home from there, goes to a different hotel, a different casino, gets on a table with this pro poker player that Moe's like, you know, I guess has watched some, uh, watched some pro poker. So this guy's telling him stories about these dudes that Moe knows, all this shit. And so, yeah, he just, through the sunrise, plays blackjack with this random pro poker player and just has like four to four a.m. to seven a.m. convos with this dude i guess so weird but yeah, just loved yeah. it he and he was the the thing was he was like on this adrenaline rush when he got in the car 
and everything was was amazing and beautiful but we still had like hours left <laughs> it wasn't airport time yet yeah we thought we were gonna like sit at a pool and like you know drink some mojitos or some shit like that or yeah i don't know whatever people do and um that's not what we were able to do it was like cloudy out it was like 65 degrees gray skies so we just all just kind of like walked, like just like wa- wander, zombie wander through like shops and places, and like you know trying not to like you know lose more money or anything because we you know what's done is done. But um, yeah, he he could he didn't really hold himself together that well. He, oh, he just kept falling asleep. Just everywhere we went, he would just like sit down and if just there like was like a off. three minute break, he was <laughs> asleep and then he got awoken. Oh shit! Yeah, but but. Legendary night though. Legendary, good for, sure. for him. And it wasn't it wasn't gross. It wasn't messy. So that's great. No, nah. and he didn't to to answer the question from earlier. Didn't lose a bunch of money. Didn't win a bunch of money. Didn't win a bunch of money. Didn't like you know go to one of them strip clubs and you know spend like three thousand dollars or whatever. Move. That's dumb move. Yeah, that's dumb. But anyway, so Vegas went off Vegas without a went, hitch. For we the most came part. back, and we already knew that LA was set. And uh, today, as we're recording it, is when we announced LA. So you like should know really well. that it happened. We're not we're not dropping any secrets. You should know by now that yeah, LA you, is happening. You would if definitely you, if know. you don't, and you're listening to this, I really don't know. I don't know how, how you found this podcast without knowing that LA is happening. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be like. There's no way to do that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> unless you just, uh, unless you followed the podcast on Spotify and you don't follow us on Instagram. Yeah, that'd be weird. That would be weird. It's possible. Um, LA is going to be cool. It'll be like a, you know, buy stuff for Christmas type of vibe, which is what we hit in 2019. And that's kind of what we want to continue doing is doing LA at the end of the year. Cap, cap the year off in like, you know, the city in the country with the exception of, you know, New York. Um, LA is the place to be and it's really nice and warm still. Maybe not, you know, it's not hot out, but it's not three, four feet of snow. Like it could be in New York if we tried to do it in Christmas. Um, so it's, it'll be nice out. The venue is really unique, like super, super unique. We've never dealt with a place like this before. It's not a convention center. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's got, it's got two floors. It's got all these like nooks and crannies to go like exploring in. There will be multiple rooms. There will be multiple experiences. Uh, there's going to be like, you know, we talked about Houston being one this year that we kind of elevated a little bit and took a step forward. Right. Uh, I think LA very much along the same things, you know. Yeah, we're trying we're to. We're gonna hit. we're gonna learn some things. Mm. Some things might might get fucked up or get a little wonky for us and for you. Mars and I will yell at each other. <laughs> we're gonna learn some things. I think you know because like again, we're, we're we're elevating the experience. We're taking some steps that we haven't taken before and uh, take a couple chances. Yeah, it won't be what you're used to, and it might not be perfect, but right. it definitely will be sick. And I think it will be better. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely more interesting. It's a it's a way more interesting venue. There's just a lot more going on. Um, so listen, like it's going to be all the same things that you love about ThriftCon, right? The the things that you come to ThriftCon for, aka a shit ton of vendors and all the the dope Instagram vintage heads, all of the clothing, the all of the vendors, like they will all still be there. So, you know, it's like, I don't want to scare people because yeah, it's like not going to be all in the same room, right? Everything you come there for is still going to be there. Is there. We're just and adding more. some shit, yeah. right? We're adding some shit and it's going to look a little bit different. It's That's uh, all it is. And like, we're, like I said, we're dealing with one of the bigger cities in the country, like a, a real like... You know, stuff that happens there kind of moves, like, moves the meter on, like, the way people do stuff and, like, the way stuff is done. So we don't want to just pop up and do the exact same thing in a city like that because it feels like, you know, it feels like we shouldn't and we don't want to do that. We want to do something special for the cities that are, like, you know, we know we have an audience. We know that it's going to go well. We need to elevate it and... If there, I can't, I couldn't name a better city other than New York to like test some shit, but also like push the envelope a little bit. And how LA looks is how next year is going to look for the most part. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to take steps back once we take steps forward. It might not be two story venues every time or whatever. Like the venues aren't going to always look exactly the same, but the experience will look generally the same. 
Yeah. Uh, what else? So it's on a Saturday. That's kind of interesting because, you know, obviously these venues, they're not just waiting for ThriftCon to come. They're not just like, you know, you can have any day. They got shit going on. So we were, you know, really trying to figure out, okay, we don't want to get crushed after Vegas, just trying to find the right day. And boom, it just happened to be on this particular weekend. But the Sunday of this particular weekend is a Rose Bowl Sunday. And like, we have no intentions of stepping on the toes of like an institution like that. It's not smart for us to do that as far as eyeballs and impressions and and footsteps. And um, it also gives people like the diehards an opportunity to hit both. I mean, how wild is that? Which is an opportunity that you would never have never had before. Vendors could attempt to vend it both if they have the gusto. Oh my God. Um, that would be a lot. That's like two days, no sleep. Two days, no sleep. But like, you know, it, we Red just, though. we definitely just didn't, we didn't want to step on the, uh, the Rose bowl or like try and compete with them. Cause that's in our, not in our best interest. And uh, yeah, we wanted to improve the experience of Rose bowl with us, with us being there, not, take away from yeah i mean i think it's just gonna it's just an incentive for la vendors like you said to be able to do both potentially but also not people not based in la like that's an like if you're into vintage what better weekend to go to a different city to go to a cool city with some good some good food fucking bunch of shit to do and then now boom it's two of the biggest like vintage collecting like collectible events in america really yeah the Saturday thing is also cool because um, that gives you an opportunity to have a night out if you're that type of guy or gal, if you like to party. And uh, we, like we said, we kind of do. We're not too crazy, but we're, uh, we're going to shoot and do an after party. We don't have anything booked. We don't have anything planned, but that's how we live our life. So we're going to throw an after party. It's going to be fucking tight. Yeah. We're, we're gonna not going to do it. We're not going to do it like little or we're not going to do this shit small. We're not going to do it wrong. Like if we do something and we do a thing like an after party... It's going to be fucking tight. We, Mars and I came from like concert promotions and stuff like that. Like we were throwing concerts and parties like for, for five years before ThriftCon even started. I, I would, I would wager to say that we know how to throw a party. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and throw one of those for old time's sake. It's going to be, I, I honestly can't wait. The after party, the after party is going to go dumb. I mean, that is just going to, I'm already, I'm tired thinking about that whole day already. Um, just <laughs> doing thrift con and then having to pull up to a fucking after party with all these people. We still, did that but. in Vegas. We had our own little after party. It wasn't that hard. Yeah, just yeah, keep, no. Get, get yourself, no. get yourself wet. You know, throw, <laughs> throw, <laughs> throw some water on your face and you know get a movement. You know, you're right. I'm. Just, it's gonna be fun. Once I'm in the mix, it'll be good. But I just know there's gonna be this point. I'm gonna hit that wall. That's gonna be a good sleep on, yeah, on yeah, Saturday. Christ, dude. a good sleep. But so yeah, the after party, whatnot's in on that. We have a couple other sponsors that I don't really want to throw them out yet because nothing's confirmed. But and people that, on the line. That's against the rules of of business. It is. It's not. I don't give a shit because <laughs> we're real good at business. Okay, know? so that that's was us. that was that was it. That was what we did this year that's kind of the recap you guys are caught up we'll probably edit some of that out whatever we talked for a minute but we had to get a lot off you know like i said it's been 10 10 months been a while and uh yeah we have big guys we have big plans for this season you know we don't just want to talk about ourselves like we said we have brian writing stuff we're gonna write stuff we're gonna try and get some cool stories going stuff that you know is is something that you want to listen to and then we're gonna like try our best to really focus on like getting the word from what the people who were there, like whatever we're talking about, we're going to try and do it like a real podcast and have people talk about it with us and not just do research on Google and like spit it back at you. We want to have someone who like, you know, was there and knew what was going on, give you the down low on what was happening. So that's, that's probably like the best way to whittle down the focus of this next season is to, Consider uh, consider this right here, this first episode, episode zero. Consider this our pledge for season two to not only get back at it and get back on the horse as far as consistency goes with the podcast, but also for us to just really take that next step. We'll have really, you know, solid topics, better output, guests for the first time ever, you know, interviews and guests. Um, we, we, we're, we'll really, you know, this will be a real kind of seasoned season two, if you will. We're very excited. Applause. Hey.
I can't fucking wait. I think uh, I don't have anything else to say. No, I'm really excited. First, the first, I'll chop. The first topic that we're going to be covering for season two, episode one, is going to be. I wish we had a drum roll. Nike SBs. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be we're gonna cover the we're gonna cover the history of the Nike SB, kind of that whole line. The SB itself, the shoe, is really gonna be the focus. But but the it's whole line the and the creator, too, right? Everybody here, there's a lot of SBs. Ton of them. Ton of them. It's not a SB dunk podcast. It's an S Nike SB podcast. Yes. Yeah, so we will you know clarify that. Like I'm we, sure the majority of it will be the dunk because that's like you know like uh, you know we'll talk a lot about the dunk. But it will be about talking them Janowski about Janowski joints. I was rocking those back in the day, bro. We did rock Janowski's heavy. Um, but so yes, we will have a full-on podcast uh, paying tribute to Sandy Bodecker and the history of the Nike SB. And hopefully, you know, we are we have got some cool plans for that. You know, that will officially launch season two here. This is kind of just to get our feet wet. But that will be the launch of season two. We got some cool plans, and we'll hopefully have some guests for that one. I want to put an outro sound on this, but I think we didn't press this one. Mm. Uh. We didn't press this one either. See you guys. Peace. Bye-bye.